Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're talking about Katie Vanek-Smith's top tip. Do something you believe in and which gives you joy. <sighs> well, now this it relates, it's, it builds beautifully onto Polly Crook's top tip. Find your passion, doesn't it, mm. Becky? Yes, it does. And I, and I think it's something that a lot of our guests... Um, imply in the way they tell their stories they don't mm. always have this as their top tip and in fact what was very interesting was that Katie said she didn't have a top tip but then she kind of gave this as her top tip so it's obviously something that's really important and and it feels like it can be cross-cutting to all people um mm. and and I, so I think that that's really what is interesting about this is it's not prescriptive it's not saying like you have to do this thing or or I don't know like a cold water swimming really works or whatever else it might be. Um, but it's it's about you really delving more into yourself. Actually, just thinking about what uh, Pearl was saying as well about mining yourself. Yes. And I so so I think it's, it's a, really about knowing yourself and being able to find what you need to take the steps to then be more effective in what you're doing because you're finding joy. And I think that's, it's something that I've really examined a lot because I think that many of us can find so much joy in our work. And this is something Katie said as well, that, you know, we spend so much time at work. We put mm. so much energy into it. A lot of the relationships we're building, we're building through work. It matters to us. And I think if we kind of recognize that recognition that it matters, and therefore, let's make sure that when we do show up, we're showing up the best that we can. And, and I think that that's really what this advice, in fact, is mm. about. It's a, it's about kind of making sure you've got enough of an overlap between what you want to show up and do every day and what you're expected to show up and do every day. Yes, absolutely. And I was really interested in, because, well, Katie is a wise woman and she actually said very clearly, I know who I am. She said it several times. She said, I play to my strengths. I, I pack, you know, I get other people to cover my weaknesses. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Of course, early on in the, your career, you might not be able to do that, employ them, but you can pull a support network around you and you can be aware of it. Um, but coming back to do something you believe in, Katie said before that, she says, now I know I need or I knew that I needed financial, I needed to be rewarded financially and to do what I believed in. So for her, money was a prerequisite. It was a, it was a permission to play. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting one because many of us actually, it's money is the only reason we go for it. And so actually we might be initially leaning into a career simply because it pays the bills. Um and I wouldn't under, undermine that, actually. Absolutely. For some of us, it's it's really important, particularly if we have had, whether we're male or female, um, 
if we see ourselves as the providers, then actually that is what we believe in. We believe in uh, safety for ourselves and the people who are important to ourselves. We believe in financial abundance. And actually, we will only feel good about ourselves and validated if we have that financial capacity mm. um, to, to then show up and shine. So it's almost, uh, I know, dear old um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. And the- to self-actualization and and this idea we have to cover our base psychological bases mm-hmm. before we can get to fulfillment yeah and and actually particularly at the start of our careers or at the start of a business you know often we're not necessarily doing what we really want to do but we've got to keep everyone paid mm. yeah um but I think it's so important to know if we need more than that. And if, and to be, and you've mentioned this before, but, um, the last time we were talking about how to find your passion, you talked about, you know, sometimes you might say, actually, this part of me is fulfilled extracurricular. You know, actually, mm-hmm. the joy I get out of life isn't here, it's there. Uh, and that's great. I would come back to what you said at the start, though, is we spend so many of our waking hours at work. Please put the joy in and believe in it. Yeah. I'll come back to the belief. I think the there's a couple of things I want to pick up on in that. Um, and the first one being, I think we we think that the joy comes from uh, so sometimes we think the joy comes from, oh, it's that particular activity that I really have to do every time I show up at work. If I don't do this or if it's a job title, if I'm not this job title, mm-hmm. then, you know, then I'm going to be so disappointed at work. And and the thing I've really discovered over time, and for me, this was uh, was about maturity um, and kind of growing up and understanding the world a little bit better was actually I can enjoy lots of different things. Like there's there's so many things I can enjoy. There's so many aspects of work that I can enjoy. And it's but I can't enjoy any of them if I'm really stressed about money, if I if the relationships within the business or within the workplace are not healthy, if I'm working really, really hard and to the point of exhaustion, I'm not enjoying things. Coming back to what you're saying about mm-hmm. Maslow, like I think that that's so important. I think it's it's worth not underestimating that. And I think that's why I had to separate out the two things of, right, where am I like, how do I know that I'm getting enough money in versus how do I know that I'm making the impact I want to make in the world? And I can enjoy myself in both those things. But if I'm stressing all the time about stuff, if I'm really anxious, then I'm not enjoying anything. So it's I think that that's been a realization for me that it that's why it's so important to look after those things. And sometimes putting them all together into one particular place made it too much you know, it yes, made it. And, and so back in 2010, uh, so hell, we're now recording in 2021, that's 11 years ago. Um, I, I really made a decision that I wanted a portfolio career mm. for that reason. I wanted to know that financially as I was okay. So I had like a part-time thing, perhaps we talked about this already. Um, but, and, and then I wanted to fulfill other parts of what I was doing through other parts of work where I knew I didn't really have to worry if at that moment it wasn't bringing in lots of money mm. um, or 
yeah, money was always the thing. Like, and 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 for me, that that's always been. Um, it's such a joke. It's such a joke. The jobs we don't do because we think they don't bring in much money, and then you look back and and you realize like you brought in so much less money by being a CEO than you would have done being, <laughs> say, a teacher or something. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, all of those things. And again, that comes back to like who, what, where are we making these decisions? What what are we mm. using to kind of guide us in terms of what's going to bring us joy or not bring us joy in in those spaces? And so. Yeah, that's that's really my realization that that I can have fun in anything I do, but it's but I can't if I'm if I've got all those things holding me down. Mm. So um, I'm going to pick up on that sense of agency. I can have joy wherever I am, and I think um, isn't that fantastic? Because actually, that's you taking control and you saying actually I have agency over how I am fulfilled or not by this particular environment. Now, I think that partnership of do something you believe in and which fills you enjoy is really important because actually, can you find genuine joy if you're working in something you don't believe in? Now, uh, I grew up with uh, an incredibly entrepreneurial father who uh, ran his own uh, marketing sales promotion agency and very successfully at times when the economy <laughs> was at a high rather than a low <laughs> for instance um uh, but i remember him being absolutely categorical that he would not work with clients to do with tobacco mm-hmm. or clients to do with toys he mm-hmm. really okay. i mean and this is really quite ahead of his time really this is must mean in the eighties. I became aware of it, um, but the seventies and eighties, uh, he was being definitive, and he was not accepting clients mm. that would advertise to children. Which I thought, uh, you know, good on yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and actually, this uh, doing something that uh, sings is in line with your core values, with your beliefs, I think is really important. And quite often I have clients who come to me who not um, the entrepreneurial side of things necessarily, but perhaps more on the corporate climate who've been extremely successful in their businesses. But actually one day they've woken up and they've gone, this just isn't enough. I feel like I'm sort of a dead man walking. Um, mm. It's just just so empty and just reflecting back and just thinking, well, goodness, why, what am I doing? And actually what I am doing is being very successful at living my parents' dream Mm -hmm. for me, perhaps. Mm. Or um, I have got the top of my pecking order in this particular hierarchy, but I've sort of, by chasing that status goal, uh, I've slightly gone askew with what Mm -hmm. the company is I'm working for believes in. And I really think when you get to a point where you suddenly realize at whatever level, so um, you can be filled with joy uh, um, and and meaning and not be earning a penny really or much, um, but actually you are an advocate or you're an activist for um, a cause that you really believe in. Mm. Um, And I I think it's something uh, very human about us to have our yeah, beliefs activated, and that's when we get color into our lives. That's when it's technical. Um, I always remember that Churchill quote: "Pity the poor brown." And I think mm. life is very beige 
if we're not doing anything we particularly believe in mm. and we're doing something that we that doesn't fill us with joy yeah there's and of course when I say I can find joy anywhere I think I am talking about within the constraints of of my life which which I'm very lucky I've been able to define in such a way where I do get to work with things that align to my values and I do get to align with things that are to my belief system I think one of the things I actually was was just talking to somebody about this today um who I know is a listener of the podcast as well so um I will give a shout out without the name um <laughs> and I hope you don't mind me saying this story um so working in I think sometimes we can work in things where we are adding value and where we can, where we've got belief in some of the individual interactions that are happening. So um, take the education system as an example, teachers going in every day, like they really are making an impact in, in those people's lives, in the children's lives, in, in the parents' lives, in society as a whole, you know, they're, they're making this impact every single day. Now that can be challenging for people. And I know so many people leave the teaching profession because the system itself is not rightly serving our children, our society. Um, I think, you know, I'm working for a different organization that's just done some COVID research. The big thing is it's, you know, all the players are most of the players really care about what they're doing really care but but the system itself is not necessarily serving and and so i think that's that's somewhere where there's often a lot of tension and and people really finding that that struggle between what do i do i enjoy this do i you know often they don't enjoy it because they're too tired um and often they're thinking well am i actually serving this person well because yes i'm helping them through the system but am i serving them well and and so i think that there's examples like that where we have like we have to recognize that we might be able to change the system awesome like that's what i'm intending to do um but <laughs> at the same time like we have to take that step by step and we have to be well and we have to be resilient if we're going to do that and we have to and to do that again it comes back you know you it's that day to day being able to find that joy and that belief in in what we're doing um which i think which i think is possible if you focus on the value you're adding in the small interactions um where it, that's if I'm saying if you're in a position where you feel like in the bigger picture, you can't maybe leave a job because of security reasons um, or you you do find yourself working for somebody who doesn't fully align with your values. If you're in that situation, you, you feel trapped in that. I, I'm kind of saying look for the interactions that you can have, the small interactions, because they're the ones that are going to help you there. And then you're going to be developing your, your expertise. You're going to be growing. You're going to have enough energy to look at the networks that sit outside of that work. You're going to have be able to change things or be able to move on in a positive way rather than you know, just feeling totally trapped and feeling like you're working somewhere where you're completely out of alignment. Mm. Um, so I think that, I, I don't know, I like to recognize that because I know that not everyone is in a position to be able to just walk away from their job. Yeah. Yes, but actually, how can you reignite that joy? Mm. It's a really interesting one. Um, it's reminded me of Timothy Galloway's, uh, he cites a research piece of research he did um, in his book, In a Game of Work. 
And he wrote that classic inner game of tennis, which I would recommend um, anyone who's interested in how the brain works, uh, just go and what, uh, read it. And if you like tennis, it's a really good one. Anyway, inner game of work is also relatively good. Uh, not a real page turner. But uh, <laughs> but in it, uh, he goes into a company and he's working with the call center team who are just really flat. Um, they're finding it really hard. And actually, you know, yes, trying to motivate, get greater productivity out of these people is just not working. Um, and he uh, invites them to say, well, what do you want out of your calls? What would a good call be? Now, I haven't read this research for a little bit, so I'm going to slightly make it up. But it, let's say it's something like uh, connection with the person and a smile. Okay. Let's say that's what they want out of the call. Now, that is nothing to do with the metrics of the company, is it? Mm -hmm. But um, when those uh, operators, call center operators, started, uh, that was their intention, and they started measuring themselves, even just intellectually, against have I made a connection? Have I enabled this person to smile? Their uh, satisfaction with the job went up just significantly and their performance and their productivity and all those other you know metrics that the business wanted them to hit started to be slammed and it's just um it's phenomenal how we sometimes just lose that that tuning in even if we have chosen a role in a company whose uh raison d'etre we believe in we've signed up to their mission we can just get you know a little bit exhausted by life mm -hmm. and we need to just turn up the joy factor turn up the focus on well, what is it that I want to bring today and start to uh, lean into that set the intention and notice it and that's when the color can come back in I think that's a really beautiful way to finish off. And, and I think it applies to every, you know, whether you're in other companies or whether you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur running your own company, because of course, let's, we know that entrepreneurs are just as, um, they're just as controlled by various systems that they have to exist within. And, you know, you've got these tensions often between business model and, um, and values and impact and all of those things going on in your head as well. So maybe coming back to that. Yeah, that I little moment. You want to say one yes, more thing? Yes, I wanted to say one more thing, actually. You've <laughs> yeah, just done on a beautiful close. <laughs> no, you go for it. <laughs> because there's just one story. I, I was working with um, a couple of co-founders um, the other week, and they were feeling a little bit, ugh by life. Um, they Partly because they had this massive spreadsheet by which they were trying to evaluate which um, sector to go into. And as uh, when you've designed something that's phenomenal, a phenomenal product, it can often be applicable to a whole range of sectors. And this spreadsheet, because they're more creative than not, this spreadsheet had just left them feeling soul sapped and overwhelmed and like, oh, my God, this is our life ahead of us. Because all the metrics were telling them that these were particular industries that they had to work in. And they said, it's just not filling me with joy, one of them said. And I said, perhaps cheekily, I said, so what if you put in a column of joy? And he looked at me and I said, well, you could try it. Mm -hmm. And he went, I love it. And he then evaluated each of these different sectors against their joy factor, as well as, you know, potential revenue, client base, you know, customer base and all of that. And um, 
it was fantastic. I think it actually ended up uh, significantly informing their next step, their next stage and clarifying where they were mm-hmm. going to target their business. And uh, they had consciously woven joy into their decision making process <laughs> and it had made all the difference. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, let us know through the social channels whether this is something that resonates with you. Are you able to, you know, have you found yourself in a little bit of a drudge, um, especially with lockdown? I think we're all we're all feeling that a little bit. Um, and can you kind of find these ways to infuse joy? And can you make that part of your decision-making processes as well? Like really making sure you take into account who you are, what matters to you, what's going to switch you on, what's going to make you feel like you can, you can really get out there and perform and, and use those hours, you know, all those hours that we spend in our workplace in a way that is, that feels really great to you and is it allows you to be you in that space. So you can, you can let us know what you, what you think and whether you've, you've thought about that on our social media channels so that's on instagram and facebook at mindstyling podcast and on twitter at mindstyling pod and don't forget we do have a newsletter and we really would love you to come and sign up to our newsletter and we might get some incentives in there for you as well so um do come on over sign up for the newsletter so that you can get more juicy goodness from the mindstyling team <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> bye-bye So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.